This show is proudly sponsored by TraderCobb.com, the leaders in checklist-based trading strategy. Yes, that's exactly how it sounds. I'll teach you a literal checklist so you can tick off items and be decisive very quickly. Get across to TraderCobb.com where there's a bunch of free content there for you to have a look at. And of course, if you're interested in having me come to your city, click and register for the live events coming up and filling fast. Have a great day. Visit TraderCobb.com now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TraderCobb Crypto Show. Tonight, I have got myself a guest from a wonderful part of the world. I'm not going to tell you, you can maybe actually guess where he is from. I've got Dennis Kurilchik. And I say that with a check on a higher end of my vocabulary because I'm not sure if I've got it right. He is director of Simex Exchange, and it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Dennis. Thank you. Hello, Craig. Yeah, it's nice to meet you here, and big pleasure to be a part of your podcast. Hello. Mate, I'm really looking forward to learning a bit about the exchange. I have interviewed plenty of exchanges in the past. Now, my first question is quite simply an introduction where are you from what have you done and why on earth are you here in the blockchain space uh, so first of all i want to say that i was born in russia but i feel like uh, people uh, i feel like men like international men actually traveling around the world uh, i don't feel like i belong to one nationality at all but I'm proud to be Russian anyway. Um, I have uh, a high education in economy and somehow the way lead me to the online payment space, online industry back in 2012 when I first met the crowdfunding industry and looked a little bit deeper into that. Uh, I had a few projects on Indiegogo and uh, uh, similar platforms. Mm -hmm. So, and since 2014, we decided to create our own platform named Simex, which is uh, transformed into digital asset exchange in 2017 because of the um, booming market that was growing that time. And we didn't lose a chance, you know, to catch the train and, and go into ah. this industry as well. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, he is an international man of mystery. <laughs> Uh, Dennis, look, you, you had the, the platform up before crypto. I understand that. Do you want to just tell us a little bit of detail, not too much, but about what you were doing prior to moving into the blockchain space? From what I understand, you were doing crowdfunding for smaller businesses. Is that more or less right? Um, yes, absolutely true. In 2015, we launched for the internal Russian market as a small platform, uh, more like a crowd investing allow yeah. people uh, yeah allowing people to invest in small uh, real businesses um, so the business uh, would share the you know, the profit with the investors and besides that we had um, a section with the secondary market where people could exchange their shares oh. of, of this of this uh, businesses between each other and so we had a price chart and the price uh, was 
also uh, fluctuating depending on how business is going you know is it going good uh, so the price price go up and it's it's really interesting to see on the you know like on the like on the small picture like on the small island when you when you see these changes how project works how the price goes up and low and um uh but we but we saw like something something bigger than this small internal russian market and the potential of the digital asset we which could have um the possibility to let people invest around the world into different projects so that was like the idea to um, to move in, into the into the crypto and then after uh, my journey into New York in, two, in 2017, like everything changed. I bet. So you're providing liquidity for relatively small companies. So almost like an STO environment where liquidity might not have existed. I know, not, I know it's not an STO, not at all, but very much along the lines of crowdfunding. And many people might not be familiar with crowdfunding, but they'll be more familiar with STO. You likely to invest into a business that you appreciate and like and you'll get a split of those profits which is kind of how crowdfunding can work it can work in many different op many different ways but is that more or less how it worked uh pardon the crowdfunding side of it if i was to invest say a hundred thousand dollars into a crowdfunding project would i own equity and get dividends or would it depend on the project uh Basically, in crowdfunding, you will have something like a service or a good or like commodity that uh, the project offers to you in, in exchange of money. And there is no guarantee will you receive it or not. You know, a lot of projects, um, they also are fail to deliver yeah. to, to, uh, to, to contributors. But uh, and crowd investing also has the risks, uh, in, even in small business. They offer, yeah, they offer, you know, like a part of their uh, of their revenue to the investors. Mm. But from time to time, business has you no revenue. Revenue, you don't get anything. Exactly, especially when it is uh, a small business. You know, they have a lot, a lot of a lot more risks than than big companies. Uh, to fail, uh, but we we had a few successful projects as well, you know, and and it, and it's always like a like a risk of investment. You always have to understand that anything that you invest in has like win yeah, and, risk. and lose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, it was a bad example on my part. The hundred thousand dollar <laughs> example. Usually, crowdfunding is a bunch of little people trying to get involved and help the project out because yeah. they believe really bad example i'll wear that i'm sorry there dennis it was my complete fault so when you got into <laughs> when you got into the blockchain space in 2017 of course you had an established business you, you've been operating for you know at least one and a half to two years now that means that you went through the first startup period the first 12 months of a startup is the hardest try and keep your staff pay them you know often you don't make a profit you just survive and that's the reality of a startup so you survive those two years which meant you had a viable product to bring to the market. Now, of course, around this period of time, the ICO market went absolutely gangbusters. How did that change your business? Um, 
we uh, I don't know how to start, but we didn't make any ICO. Um, we just saw how the crowdfunding industry changes because I believe and I see that I, the ICO is like transformation of the crowdfunding, crowdfunding and crowd, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, industry. Um, and ICO made it uh, like global and, mm. and, and get a global access to, to the projects. Unfortunately, uh, in 2017, there were a lot of projects that, that, that just promised to do something and, and, and did nothing. You wouldn't but say. We still, yeah, yeah, but we still see um, a few of them which are just trying to keep uh, their products alive. They try to bring some value to the customers. <clears throat> and this means that uh, it's, a, it, it's a big lesson for, for all of us how to how to manage all all that and we with all this sto and eo that coming into the market we we need to spend more time you know looking into the projects looking into the founders into the background to understand uh, uh, more deeply um, which one is is looking into and um, Back in 2017, uh, being in New York, I saw the very interesting thing that a lot of people with money don't want to invest. Otherwise, people who is uh, uh, having a lot of crypto gaining from the mining, all the stuff, you know, people, they didn't understand the value of the crypto. Easy go money. Yeah, yeah, easy come, easy go. That 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 was the that was the like the core, the core of this booming investment in into that project because people, yeah, they didn't they didn't feel the value of of the crypto which came after that. Yeah, um, and that was like you know like like a switch. Even now, when you're transferring one or two bitcoins, you don't understand that you're just instantly transferring. You know. 20k 50k yeah and even and even more in just one click you know people don't understand the value even now because this is the very small amount and in, in your head you don't understand the amount yeah. of that money but it's important and now we see how market changes regulations are coming but we don't have to underestimate the uh the potential of that and I see it in, in Asian countries, you know, the rise of people that want to have access to um, funds, to assets, uh, to have, you know, like, like to control money. Yeah. And look, my question is this. So with Simex or Simex or however you say it, um, okay. What sort of an exchange are you? I mean, you've been around for a while and you've, you've, you've worked out how to, as a startup, pivot from one market to the next. What's, what's unique about your platform? Um, actually, our president, Mr. Vasily, who is uh, in Las Vegas and the headquarter of Simex in Vegas, He's very experienced uh, investment banker okay. with 
yeah, with more than 20 years uh, of experience, also trading on the, on the big markets. Um, he had an investment bank uh, before, and we are looking more into the investment, uh, you know, crypto banking platform, some sort of uh, that kind of product that we are looking to achieve, you know. Um, we don't, don't want to be, yeah, we don't, we don't want to be just a regular exchange to exchange Bitcoin to Ethereum and, and that's it. Uh, even now we have um, different sections besides crypto. We have an equity exchange, commodity exchange, utility exchange, and this is, uh, we just, we just started to develop these sections. Mm -hmm. But actually, even now you can you can buy, for example, uh, Apple shares with with crypto, and we will instantly oh, wow. buy. Yeah, we, we will instantly buy them on the on the real market. So you can just easily in, in, invest in real assets with with crypto using Simex. So that kind of feature we offer now this is it's not quite popular but we see you know that the, the market we we believe the market will, uh, will look oh, it'll adapt especially if we see the traditional market come off uh heavily um and you know it'll do what it will do but it's been a very long run of bullish activity if we see the crypto market go up heavily in the next six to 12 months and the equity market go down a service like yours i can see value because you know you're trying to buy good value assets as an investor, whether it be, I mean, the crypto market is still very much speculation. Let's be honest. Sure. It really is. And we're trying to yeah. buy assets right now in this market without having the benefit of information freely accessible that traditional markets offer. Um, now, if Apple shares, for ex as an example, fall heavily during a GFC type event and yeah. it goes up, then it's an opportunity for us to Good go, deal, let's yeah. cash our crypto wealth into that wealth. Now, here's my question to you. Are you if, you're, if the founder, let's say, or CEO is, is in uh, Las Vegas, are you uh, SEC compliant? Like, where are your licenses held and how does that sort of cross border? Um, actually, the thing is, we are not licensed in the United States. So we are not serving the US customers at okay. all. They're not allowed to use Simex. So, mm -hmm. but by uh, staying, uh, but by being in in Vegas, uh, okay. there is a state. Uh, Nevada is a state which is like crypto tax free. They 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 don't touch us mm -hmm. as soon as we are not working with US customers. So we're so we're kind of in the United States, but working outside of US. Gotcha. Gotcha. So look, bottom line is this, if I convert five Bitcoin and convert that into Apple shares, for example, do I get given and issued a certificate of shareholding as you would if I was to buy those shares normally? Yeah, of course. First of all, you get the tokens of yep. that share. And as soon as you want to exchange this uh, token into the real certificate, will provide it uh, 100%. So you offer, so, so if I was to go, right, I want to convert five Bitcoin into the equivalent of Apple shares, Google, whatever, whatever, well, yeah. I can go through Symex and go, I want to do this, do the transaction, and I will receive in the post or in the email, whatever, 
an actual certificate stating that I am the owner of that equity within that business. Um, it's it's or not the links back to Simex. Yeah, it's not that simple procedure. Yeah, we will buy it on our name, but uh, as soon as you will, you you will you will you want to have this on your own name, we will like uh, I don't know how to explain it in English because my English is not so good as yours. But we will uh, I don't know not swap. But you know, on the on the back name of the certificate, you can resign it for for any person. So we will buy the certificate and as soon as we will sign it, assign it into your name and send it to you, you can, uh, you can have 100% right on, the, on this. Okay. I guess what I'm asking is if, 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 if Cymex has the ability for me to invest in Apple, traditional yeah. market products that you list, that I don't want to uh, have a middleman not that I'm not satisfied because you're an exchange. If, if I can exchange my Bitcoin for Apple shares, once that transaction is done, I don't want you involved anymore. I want to own those shares in Apple. So therefore, if you guys, heaven forbid, something bad happens, my share certificate and ownership has no link to your business. Is that what happens if we transfer it over? It's, it's, it's owned by my entity. Mm, there is a type of, brokerage account that allows like an entity to buy shares um, on the uh, from the name uh, from the name of someone but it's a procedure we can't avoid it you know because as soon as you want to be the only one shareholder of that stuff you need to get a, a broker account deposit and money you need to have buy it on your own <laughs> right yeah, that, so you can't way. issue Apple shares without having that license. So it's effectively owning tokens within the underlying asset class, which you, Cymax, as a company will buy, hold on my behalf, but I'll have to go through you to release those shares come kingdom come, right? Yeah, that's true. But that's kind of service because Get you have to SEC license. Yeah, uh, of course. And as soon as you invest Bitcoin, in, in Apple shares, you have to understand that there is some sort of procedures have to be made. Correct. Yeah, yeah it's, it, that's fine. It, and, and we can pay a fee for that. I don't think anyone has a problem with that. It's just that once I've purchased those Apple shares, I want them to be mine. I don't want you anywhere near involved. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to oh, use my Bitcoin to buy Apple shares, I don't want to have to then go when I cash those Apple shares in back through Cymex because you are the actual uh, custodian. I want to go when I go Bitcoin to Apple shares that they are mine. Pay a fee for it, no problem. It's a great service. But yeah, I, of course. I think that the By missing the link the is is the um, the uh, the licensing, so that once I've done that transaction, you facilitated that, and you've made your commissions. That's my shares. I think that's of the, the, by the, the end of the day. For. Yeah. Yeah. But the, by the end of the day, they will be yours. No problem. But if you understand the procedure and using Simex, you have to understand that we are not able to make it under your name. Uh, when we purchase it, we purchase it as a Simex, yeah. uh, as entity, and then we resign it to you in exchange of tokens that were given when you bought the Apple share token. Held an escrow. 
I understand that process. Bottom line is, if I want to trade five Bitcoin for X amount of Apple shares, can I have my name on the certificate that they are mine, stand out, and I can go and cash them else with another broker? You will do it. Yeah, you will be able to do it. Okay, that's what you need. That, that's, we, we got there. We got there. We got there. We got there. It's been an absolute pleasure learning more about the exchange. Where do people find out more information that want to dig deep? Because that, that's, a, that's a really very, very amazing function. I'm sure lots of people will be interested. So where do people find more information where they can read up and understand it more? Mm, actually, we kind of... Um launch it not that much time ago and mm-hmm. we're still uh, testing that stuff so but you can go into the simex.global and ask for support or look into the news and find some information about that simex s-i-m-e-x dot global forward slash e-n if you are an english speaking human being Oh, actually, we have already one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, languages. We added four new languages for the Asian market just a few days ago, Indonesian, um, Malaysian, traditional Chinese. And um, we see like big demand from the Asian market now. I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Dennis, it's been an absolutely pleasurable conversation speaking with you is the director of uh simex s-i-m-e-x exchange thank you so much for your time this afternoon i appreciate it deeply thank you and ladies and gentlemen i'll speak to you again soon go to simex.global forward slash en if you want to go for the english version yeah sure thank you so much have a good day thanks guys bye for now This show is proudly sponsored by TraderCobb.com, the leaders in checklist-based trading strategy. Yes, that's exactly how it sounds. I'll teach you a literal checklist so you can tick off items and be decisive very quickly. Get across to TraderCobb.com where there's a bunch of free content there for you to have a look at. And of course, if you're interested in having me come to your city, click and register for the live events coming up and filling fast. Have a great day. Visit TraderCobb.com now.